Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Project Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I am excited to introduce my guest, Melissa Santiago from CO2Meter.com. Melissa is the Vice President of Sales at CO2Meter. She's been a key force in helping them drive sales and exceed industry expectations since 2015. While driving the sales growth for the organization, she's been committed to team mentoring, providing the ultimate customer experience, and exceeding sales expectations year over year. Her dedicated advocacy for CO2 safety in restaurant and beverage industries has expanded into the cannabis cultivation and extractions facilities worldwide, earning her a reputation as a leading professional and a source for gas measurement solutions in the agriculture space. And we'll learn more about that soon. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Oh, thank you, Bethany. I'm really excited to be here. Great. So let us start by learning more about you and your background, what sorts of work and exciting activities uh, (laughs) were you involved in before getting involved in this exciting industry in cannabis? Awesome. Awesome. So I grew up in New England and um, I went to school there. My background for education is a bachelor in science for biology and a minor in chemistry. And with about 20 years of sales experience, primarily within manufacturing industries, uh, going to work and and working well at CO2 meter, that transition into the cannabis arena, all of that kind of flowed really easily. It made great sense. Mm. Um, Out in the industry, uh, I'm kind of known as having a, a, a huge enthusiastic personality. Uh, so sometimes they call me Sparky instead of Melissa, and my badge <laughs> usually reflects that. I love it when people walk up at the shows and they're like, really, is your name Sparky? And I'm like, well, I answer to it, so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent most of my career uh, mentoring and encouraging others to you know, their fullest potential and always challenging them to find new opportunities. My time at CO2Meter, uh, it's been instrumental in educating and elevating CO2 safety and awareness. Um, I personally am excited to be focused on the cannabis cultivation and extraction portion of things, providing carbon dioxide monitoring and safety solutions worldwide. Great. Uh, So I, I, I see that it started in restaurant and beverage industry and moving into the cannabis space. How did that happen? Were, were you really excited? Do you have a relationship with the plant? Did you fall into it? How did you move into this cannabis space and, 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 and why are you involved? Well, so it was really kind of close to home. Uh, my interest and then supporting the growing cannabis industry stems from a very close family member dealing with 
some severe pain from cancer, mm. coping with just terrible nausea from the chemo, and really having no desire to eat. The only relief from the pain and the nausea and to stimulate his appetite uh, was from daily use of cannabis. And so up until then, I hadn't really been exposed um, to everything and the benefits of that cannabis provided. When I realized it and he didn't have legal access to it, it really bothered me. So I decided mm. to become more involved in pro-cannabis groups and associations to help propel the movement for legalization. Gotcha. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, my, I, I started as a medical patient advocacy activist as well. Uh, there's some great organizations still out there doing that work, like Americans for Safe Access, for example, um, that really go look out for, for the patient side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you're with uh, CO2 meter and you're doing all kinds of fun <laughs> things and getting to play in the cannabis space. Let's learn more about the company and your role there and, and what's going on this year. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. Joining CO2 meter has uh, afforded me quite a variety of industries and great expos. So I do like brewery, restaurant, cannabis. I go to the best expos, you know, one way or another. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Um, so CO2 meter, it, it's been dedicated towards CO2 monitoring and measurement solutions for, oh, at least 15 years. We uh, design and we manufacture a variety of fixed systems. We probably have over 350 plus devices offered online mm -hmm. and they're handheld or there's just straight sensor technology. And we're in a lot of different focused areas, you know, greenhouses, grow rooms, cultivation, hydroponic shops, even mushroom farms. Cool. Uh, yeah. We're the leading source of gas detection devices in the United States, especially, as you mentioned, for beverage dispensing industries with restaurants, breweries, convenience stores. There was an updated fire code regulation um, over the last, I'd say, last six, seven years that now require safety monitoring wherever CO2 is stored. Mm. So with the expansion of the cannabis community and movement, <laughs> we know CO2 plays a vital role in plant yields. Mm -hmm. you know, here at CO2 Meter, we recognize the importance for the growers to enrich their plants with CO2, but also to protect themselves and their employees. So CO2 Meter provides that solution, the protection side. And uh, we get... we. We continue to gain involvement in uh, the industry by attending, exhibiting, um, even you know promoting, speaking at large cannabis industry events and conferences. Educating people is really our primary goal. And we've been a member of NCIA for over two years. It's really important because we, we find in this exploding industry that it continues to grow in a scope and in, in the size where it can't be ignored any longer. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's such a, con, you know, a, a continued push to keep everybody successful and healthy and safe and profitable that we want to develop a, a quality of products that benefit them all and, and make sure that everybody's moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Great. Thanks for, thanks for explaining what's going on. At CO2 Meter, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've been to some of NCIA's past trade shows. Um, we will, we have four trade shows this year. Yeah. Which As a matter of fact, I just, I just saw you in Boston last week. I was. Yes. <laughs> it was so cold in Boston. I oh my know. goodness. 
business. <laughs> the best part about Boston, our Northeast Cannabis Business Conference, uh, was having, well, for me anyway, was having this cool new podcast studio yeah. right on the expo floor mm -hmm. uh, with plexiglass and table and microphones. And I had 21 interviews with NCIA members over the course of two days. I'm not surprised because every time I went by that booth, you were talking to somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was, in a, it was a great location. It was um, actually in a location where it was like between the in and out of how mm -hmm. the flow of the expo went. Yeah. So I thought it was great. You can you couldn't miss that booth. Yeah, that was so exciting. I'm I'm glad we kind of stepped it up with this conference to test that out. So I think you will be seeing an NCIA podcast studio at most, if not all, of our conferences going forward. So oh, I'm, that's exciting. I am very excited. And of course, our next conference is our big one, our seventh annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. And we have grown that one every year for the last seven years. So now we get to be in San Francisco I at know. the Moscone Center. Yeah, that is going to be so fun. We're, we're actually exhibiting there with you guys, and, and it's going to be a great expo. Yep, that expo floor is going to be really gigantic for sure. <laughs> And then, of course, we'll be in uh, Detroit in mm -hmm. August. We're hosting our first Midwest Cannabis Business Conference, so we can we can reach folks in Illinois and Michigan and in that. Oh, perfect. Part. Yep, yep. And then we will be bringing the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference back in the fall, believe it or not, twice in one year. Oh. Um, uh, but we'll be in New Jersey in. Uh, uh, I believe Newark, New, New Jersey is where we're going to be hosting it this time. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a busy year and look forward to seeing CO2 meter at all those conferences for sure. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll come right back and we're going to get real nerdy and sciencey in this <laughs> next section. We're going to be we're going to be getting our uh, our chemistry degrees <laughs> here in this next segment. So, all right, everybody, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been getting to know Melissa Santiago from CO2 Meter, and as I hinted, we're going to get really sciencey here, so we're going back to, to science chemistry class here. <laughs> um, one thing I really enjoy about the cannabis industry is all the science that's being integrated into our systems, and there's just infinitely more to learn. And I've spoken with many NCIA members on this podcast, even who are experts in cultivation, and they talk about water a lot, H2O. Right. But your company's focus is on how growers are using CO2, carbon dioxide, in case anybody didn't do that in their head. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that and how how CO2 behaves in the world here on planet Earth uh, versus regular oxygen or water or some other compounds. Okay. Well, actually, you know, we were all, we all took science, but some of us paid a little more attention to other things, you know, Yep. <laughs> um, which is great because then we were all out there doing different things to get to the same uh, successful result. But for carbon dioxide, it, the molecule itself is two oxygen atoms covalently bonded to a carbon atom. And it comes in three different forms, a gas form, a solid form, and a liquid form. When you're talking about carbon dioxide, it's measured in PPMs, and that stands for parts per million. Or when it gets to be into the higher parts per million, like 50,000, for an example, we talk about it in percentages. So it would be 5% when you were talking about 50,000 parts per million. Just because on the devices too that we um, manufacture, after a point, there's only so many zeros you can put on a device. <laughs> so you wanna make sure that there's uh, different ways to talk about the concentration. Hmm. Now, carbon dioxide, it is a very, it has a very heavy molecular weight. Uh, it's heavier than oxygen is, it's heavier than carbon monoxide. So when it is released into an area, it collects at the lowest points and then it fills up from the bottom. It's kind of like filling up a glass of water. Gotcha. So if you can imagine, remember when we used to, you know, joke about Halloween, you see the witches around their pots stewing up stuff and you see all that, that fog coming out of their pot and then it's, it just swoops down and across the ground. Well, that's exactly what CO2 does. It, it goes to the lowest point. It's never going to go up into the air. Um, it's going to be heavier than oxygen and so forth. So it's going to go down to the bottom. 
Gotcha. And is it visible to the naked eye? So it's colorless and it's odorless and you can't taste it. The only time you can see it is in that real cold gaseous state, like when it's coming off of um, dry ice is a great example. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> more specifically, even more specifically then, um, how are cannabis growers using carbon dioxide and how do plants really benefit from it? I mean, how do you give plants carbon dioxide besides, you know, Barbara Streisand singing songs <laughs> in your grow? Did you see that movie? It's called, um, it's from the 70s. It's called On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. <laughs> and she just sings to her plants and they, and grow, they grow like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's uh, perfect. So, so maybe maybe we can break this down without without the singing. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, please. You don't want me to sing. So definitely. <laughs> um, so, yes, with that, that's a that's a great example of her uh, exhaling carbon dioxide. And and what's funny is, you know, we all exhale it. So it's very easy to assume that it's not a problem. It can't mm -hmm. hurt you. However, we're not talking about the concentration levels that can really affect your health when we're mm -hmm. exhaling. Um, so when you're looking at carbon dioxide and you're looking in a grow facility and what the growers are thinking about, if you take, you're going to add carbon dioxide plus the light, plus the water that they're all talking about, plus the nutrients, you know, and get to photosynthesis, which is mm -hmm. what's going to help the plant grow. Um, so the growers are increasing, they're enriching the amount of the CO2. The plant's growth rate will go faster than normal and produce a greater yield. So that kind of benefits them, if you can imagine, growing faster and more. There are controllers that are put into place when these facilities put in their ventilation systems to feed, purposely feed more CO2 into where the plants are growing in the cultivation portions of their facilities. And that's where CO2 meter comes in. So we provide safety alarm monitoring systems to alert those working in the facilities when the CO2 levels become too high or above safety standard regulations, the CO2 leaks can be life-threatening. Mm. Got it, yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, so speaking about safety regulations around CO2, which you hinted at earlier, um, we exhale this compound, uh, it doesn't mean it's safe. Let's, let's dive more into that and some regulations that are in place that protect humans from unsafe levels. Sure, sure. So again, we just mentioned the danger with carbon dioxide is it is colorless and it is odorless and tasteless. So it's very difficult to know that there's a leak, that there's a problem in the area where you're at. When those levels are high uh, and elevated beyond a safe level, you can become lightheaded, nauseous, get a headache, you can become unconscious, and mm. it can even result in death. So there are updated fire code regulations that have been uh, more in the public eye now and being inspected in over 28 states with the fire marshals and the codes that they go by are based on the standards of OSHA standards and it's like the IFC, the NFPA and the NBIC. Those are the international um, 
Fire Code, the National Fire Protection Association, the National Board Inspection Code. Those are all the entities that are creating um, the requirements anywhere there's bulk CO2 that the safety has to be taken in first consideration. So here's what you have to do when you have bulk CO2 is basically how they set it up. Um, there has to be certain alarm levels set. It has to have a visual alarm as, as well as an audible alarm. In some cases, it, ha it has to trigger your ventilation fan. And in other jurisdictions, it has to notify the fire control panel in the facility to let outside of the facility know there's been a high level leak of carbon dioxide. Great, thanks for explaining that as well. Um, so if you're a grower, uh, what, what is the most important thing to know if, if you wanna monitor carbon dioxide in order to prevent anything from going wrong in your facility? Sounds like it's pretty important to, to monitor these. So what do you need to know, most important thing? Yeah, you're correct, Bethany, it is important. It, it's important for the growers, but they're team members. You know, We wanna keep everybody safe. When they are installing the device or having it installed, the, the very first thing I focus on with them is for them to understand the sensing unit itself, the part of the device that has the sensor in it that's going to do the measurements, it shouldn't be placed any higher than 12 inches up off the floor when it's mounted. It shouldn't be at eye level because remember, the CO2 is heavy. It's going to go down to the floor and fill up. If you put the monitor up at eye level and you wait until the CO2 fills the room up to eye level, that's pretty bad when you walk in you're gonna be overwhelmed, it's gonna to be too late actually. You can instantly become unconscious. So the placement Yikes. of the actual sensor is the most important thing in any facility with bulk CO2 or enrichment setups to keep everybody safe. Got it, yep, you're right. It's, it's heavy as you said. So if you've got that uh, monitoring device up on the ceiling, it's not doing you <laughs> any good whatsoever. Got exactly. It. And, right. and it's really great because when the alarms kick on, um, in addition to sounding and, and, and flashing to let people know there's a, an issue, there's also a relay on it that can trigger the ventilation fan to come on and change that ventilation right then. Get that air moved out of that space. Ah, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, people think about their their you know, their growth yield and, and the quality of their plants, but there's there's so many other things to be thinking about uh, around the health of your plants and the health of your people in that facility as well. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. explaining that. Okay, let's take our final commercial break and then we'll be back to finish up our chat with Melissa from CODER. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. 
Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, chatting with Melissa Santiago from CO2 Meter, and we've been taking ourselves back to high school chemistry class here, really understanding more about CO2 and how gases like CO2 behave in a cultivation facility. Um, there's benefits to the plants, um, but uh, as, as Melissa explained, too much of a good thing <laughs> exactly <laughs> can, be, can be dangerous. Um, so monitoring the amount of carbon dioxide in your grow is a very important thing. Um, so you mentioned that CO2 Meter's been a member of NCIA for a couple years now, uh, and you've been involved in our conferences, our, our trade shows. So um, let's talk more about um, your involvement and your membership with NCIA. Yeah, it's been really, really helpful for us as a whole and me personally, because by attending and being a member for the last few years, being able to follow and attend the events has brought me the opportunity to sit in a lot of the sessions that I wouldn't have access to before. Mm. I, I've been to the Anaheim show. Again, I've been to Boston and it's really such an opportunity, A, to see who else is there as far as contributing to the industry, the networking opportunities, whether it's on the floor or in a session or at one of the events afterwards where you're actually communicating with everybody that's in the same forward movement as you are to help propel the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. um, I'm super excited that we are going to be exhibiting at the June 2020 San Francisco um, show. It's, it's going to be your biggest Everyone yeah. I've talked to is like so excited and, and plans on attending. So I'm really, I think it's so helpful to help everybody move in the same direction and uh, share information. Yeah. 
we, we really, even though there's so many struggles in this industry, you know, with federal policy and state, state regulations and everything in between, it really is a great community of people. Um, so uh, just over the years, pe you know, people come in, people come out, but a lot of people have been in the movement for a long time uh, and have helped build and shape and mold this industry to what it is today. And there's still a lot of work to do into the future. Um, but for example, NCIA's 10 year anniversary as an organization is this year in 2020. It'll be later this year, but we're <laughs> kind of celebrating all year. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've been asking people to reflect with us, uh, to look back 10 years ago. Uh, and if you could have ever predicted what this industry would look like as it is today, and then also maybe look into the future and tell us what you think our industry is going to be up to 10 years into the future. Well, big question. Okay. Yeah, really. It, it kind of, <laughs> you heard that big deep breath, huh? Um, yeah, 2010, 10 years ago would be 2010. Mm -hmm. I wasn't involved in the industry yet. Um, matter of fact, I worked in the financial industry at that time. So I wasn't even um, participating in some of the, CO2 ventures that we're, we're currently in, CO2 meter ventures. But um, I can, so I can't speak to then. However, sure. moving forward, I think like in the next 10 years, I really believe that all states will have medical and possibly recreational cannabis approved. I mean, mm. so right now there's already 33 states that are legalized for medical and mm -hmm. about 11 for recreational. And I heard that on this year's 2020 ballot, there's like 15 more states have it on the ballot. Mm, that's so um, exciting. What a year. Is. Yeah, right? This is, I think this is like the biggest push this year. Um, and the research and the medical benefits being released every day are such a testament to the need we have for medical cannabis, mm -hmm. you know? And, and then, so NCIA, great, adds tremendous value um, to the ongoing movement. You know, it's helping to bring credibility and education. And then the lobbying efforts are so instrumental. Um, it's, it's exciting. Those that are involved in the industry really appreciate the importance for continued support and programs and meetings and conferences. You know, they want to drive that heightened compliance awareness as well as how to be successful in all the phases of the cannabis industry, which really happens with the amount of networking and and the attitudes towards the networking. So by, you know, you guys providing the opportunity for us to get together and mm -hmm. definitely, <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely the materials for, you know, keep everyone on the same page and educated, it hasn't done anything but propel us quicker. And that may be, you know, attributing to that 15 more states on the ballot this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, we have a lot of great resources on our website, too, in addition to what we bring to the trade shows, which we've talked quite a bit about our trade shows. But before we wrap up this episode, I have to mention our 10th annual Lobby Days event is coming up in May 19th, 20th, and 21st. Lobby Days is unlike any of our other events. It is an opportunity for NCIA members, leaders in the industry come to DC with us, wear oh. comfortable shoes, hoof it around the House and Senate buildings and have meetings with these members of Congress and their staffers 
educating them on our talking points and encouraging them to co-sponsor and sign on to some of this legislation that we already have out. In particular, the Safe Banking Act is in mm -hmm. the Senate. It passed the House last year. This is incredible progress, so we have to get to D.C. in May if, if they haven't already voted on, on this uh, by, by the time Lobby Days rolls around. Hey, we're going to have a lot of meetings trying to make sure that this legislation moves through the Senate and looks the way we want it to. Uh, there is some concern that they're uh, going to make some changes to the bill, which ultimately wouldn't be what we would want. So big push this year for yeah. a lot of things, especially the Safe Banking Act. So if you're a member of NCIA, please make plans to join us in Washington, D.C. in May. And the promotion for that should start rolling out real soon. So details come in very shortly. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'll look for it. I, I just check my show schedule and see if I can't fit it in. <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, so we have run out of time, but where can listeners find out more about CO2 Meter? So, of course, they can always contact me directly, <laughs> but we have a fabulous website. It's just as easy. It's CO2meter.com. All of our devices are listed on there by industry. It's, it's a real kind of click and play. You go to the industry that you have questions about, you click on it, and it'll bring you to the devices that go with the, the particular industry, along with we have pages of articles and educational information. Um, it's just really an inform informative, easy to maneuver through website. Excellent. Well, thank you for being on the show. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.